0: Thank you. After such a wonderful, compact, lucid, and perfect summary, there isn't much one can say, really, honestly. And I don't think after this there can be any questions. So we can enter into the ecstasy, the blissful dot of light in our hearts, really. Thank you so much. What a summary. Really, I'm so glad I didn't hear it before. Had I heard it, I wouldn't have come. I said, I said, you have it there, good luck to you. If you don't do it, tough luck. If you have done it, good luck. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, thank you, thank you. I just want to add a few additional descriptions. The, the natural universe that Khadija Khan referred to, all the patterns and the cycles and the starts and the end, it helps us to put things in context, and this is one of the big issues for people who seek wisdom. If you put it in its proper context, then it, past, the past will make sense. The present makes sense. It's no point in us now, at this age and this time, condemning, uh, you know, physical human uh, slave trade three hundred years ago. You know, if anybody had a bit of aql and intellect and uh, you know, drive in life, you would have liked to be with the slave traders 400 years ago, because they were the industrialists or the traders of the age, you know. So things change. You have to put in the right context. You can't just say, you, were a, you know, he had slaves. At that time, this was the norm. This is what people accepted, and that's how it was, context, context, context. The other issue is the drive towards higher consciousness is unstoppable. Uh, you may call it the arrow of time. And I'd like to share with you the the third law of ask, where every year we add another law. Mm -hmm. The first law being self-soul dynamics, and the other one being the uh, essential foundation of consciousness. Now this is the third law with the permission of Dr. Adnan Uh, I'm going to uh, announce it today. And that is that the so-called Big Bang, the so-called beginnings, the so-called kunfaya kun, the so-called occurrence of this stream of consciousness can, in a way, be related to Furqan. If you look up the eyes of Furqan in the Quran, you'll be amazed. It is differentiation. It is the apparent separation from that perfect perpetual oneness. It is that split. It is where this primal light gives its echo of consciousness. In other words, light, primal light, original light, light of light, is inseparable from its effect, which is consciousness. And ultimately, we can talk about consciousness simply because we... Have awareness. So it is awareness of awareness or awareness of consciousness or consciousness of awareness. It is that reflectiveness. It is that swing between, you know, here and not here, this time and not this time. Again, the web of space and time. So the fall of Adam or the beginning of this, whatever we like to call it, our life in this cycle of whatever it is, 15 billion years, or whatever it is, it is starting point is this spark that generates also other sparks. Now in the Sufi language and the Sufi heritage, you find almost some heretical statements, such as God was, wanted to be known, or God wanted to share, and God wanted to have his light universalized. In other words, there is that reflectiveness. And there are so many beautiful references to that, such as in the Quran, the color or the attributes of Allah. We all love all the great attributes. We all love these attributes. Love these attributes. So it is like bouncing off that is why also there are these traditions that the first thing Allah has created, these are all similitudes, these are all parables, are, the first thing is aql, intellect. Because it can reflect, it can absorb, and then reflects that, ah, but this has got also this other causality, and this is not truly causal. This is more, if you like, a question of relationships. It's a question of correlation, not causation and so on and so on. So the third Ask Law is that light and consciousness are inseparable and this human consciousness is a result or a consequence of interaction of the original light with the vehicle or the means that can absorb it can reflect it and has got the capacity as ustad ali was saying you see there has to be potential there has to be capacity then there has to be willingness and you may have the potential of a human being you may have the capacity of uh, you know absorbing and reflecting but you may not be willing you know you prefer to to snore or something what. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you so these have to be there. Then you begin to move into the natural universe and find part of it, it's, whatever you and I can discern, is rooted in some aspects of physics, some aspects of chemistry, some and the relationships which are mathematical and the beauty of it, and so on. And then, of course, we. Do talk about metaphysics or supernatural. These are terms, not important. You know, we want the continuation. That is why if somebody says, "I have a secret," you you are now intrigued. You are you, you know you are caught in that hook. You want to know what is the secret. So, but don't tell anyone. And of course I won't tell anyone. You know, it's always of course. And if you want the secret to be known by all, insist that nobody else should know. <laughs> This is the drive towards higher consciousness. This is the arrow of time. You want to know, now you have, your curiosity has been aroused. You, know, you don't know what is in my pocket. No, no, I don't know, but can I know? Not now, later, so come tomorrow. And you know, that's it, you see. So this brings a, a lot of human, if you like, anguish and tragedies, you see. As, uh, uh, Abdullah so one, perfectly yesterday, referred to this business of secret. What is a secret, you know? It's in order to hold people uh, on, your, on your strings. It's haram, it's not allowed, you can't do that. It's, life is about liberation. To be liberated from you, by you, by the rahmah of Allah, which is also in you. So, he said, no, it's a secret. Now, go to the origin of the word. Is Andrew here? Oh, yeah, this is a nice word for you. Sir, Arabic word, sir. From it comes numerous other terms. Surur is joyfulness, bliss. Sarir, where you can recline and be at ease because then you are more open to other reflections. And so many other terms from the same root. So... The sir is in you, calling you, beckoning you for it to unveil itself. But if you are preoccupied somewhere else, how can you unpack this jewel? You know, you are preoccupied. Whether it's due to your cultural duties, religious ideas, or hormonal impacts, it doesn't matter. But you're you're occupied somewhere else, preoccupied. So I am preoccupied. We don't know where you're going. You see that's why the secret of voodoo, wiping or washing whatever on your feet, is an indication that I will not lift my foot unless I know where I'm going, why I am going there, and what do I hope. So you have unified, you're present with the movement and the future. So you are sealed from this distraction, natural pitfalls that will bring us into the proper direction. And the so-called five states of consciousness, early on we all know what that means. We all have been children, we all have a child in us. Um, we still have a lot of mischief, a lot of you know selfishness, a lot of me, 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 and our little secrets, you know, the cupboard where I have put the special yummy. The problem is that as you get older, you forget where you put the yummy. You see, that? So, you know, I had the nice things, but I don't know where I put it, you know, who? I didn't tell anybody, but now nobody knows. <laughs> so, early on is something we all know. And the end of the later on, it almost becomes very similar to the early on. You know, at my age, I watch the two, three year olds, I find we have a lot in common. Except that I have much longer biography. <laughs> really, and also some nasty memories, which we, as you all know, as B'tukhano also alluded to, we very naturally want to be hopeful, and therefore we are selective. We don't want to remember all of the you know, pitfalls, and the reason is simple. Because the soul in me is ever perfect, has no pitfalls. And the self, which is the so-called me, doesn't want to remember pitfalls. So there is a natural, irrational propensity to being hopeful. It's very simple. It's very understandable. Because my soul is beyond hope. It knows it is in its eternal bliss. And the so-called self, which is growing to be under that fullness and in total unison, wants to have hope. So I will naturally obliterate the various parts on the, the memory that I don't want. And of course, it is, if it is the animal in me, then of course I will exaggerate the parts that also I want to highlight. No, they repeatedly insulted me. They're not good people. They have no respect. They have no adab. And I'll bring in also all kinds of terms and things to give it more sanctity. These are not. The, you know, what, everybody is struggling. Everybody is muddling through. If we are not in a state of ignorance, We will not be in a state of alertness and awareness and presence. So ignorance is the nature of the self. Knowledge is the nature of the soul. And put the two together, you may begin to put Humpty Dumpty together. That's it. So you are both sublime, sacred, eternal, and ridiculous. This funny person trying all the time to disguise or to hide the blemishes and the faults, and the, it's not me. I never do such a thing. No. no, it must have been the other's faults. They brought the worst out of me. I'm normally very generous, but they were so mean that I had to be like them. You have and all of that rubbish. You know. So early on and later on have a very close mirroring, especially very early on and very late on. You'll find the three-year-old are very concerned about their basic, immediate needs. Only me, me, where did I put this? You know, yes, my, my shoes, I don't want to give my shoes, especially if they're nice, new Nike style. And the old person is the same, you know, they don't wear it until they die. You know, so, and the poor people left behind, they don't know what to do with these, you know, cupboard full of shoes. You know, what are you going to do? Really, what the hell, you know, the fellow is about to leave this world and they still accumulated. You know now so later on and early on have got these if you like and that is why the perfection of the muhammadi package of every time you go in your prostration as though you may never come out and look at the perfection of a double sajda you go into your nothingness into total oblivion and we are all of us hooked to that which we call the zone of beyond consciousness, beyond limitations. So as a result, we are all desperately moving towards constant mindlessness, beyond the mind, beyond the limitations of thoughts. In other words, from becoming to being. And the double sajda. You go into nothingness, you've gone into somewhere unknown, not describable. Mi'raj is the best, maybe, metaphor for it. And then you come back. SubhanAllah or Astaghfirullah, ayya, ay, where was it? How, how is it possible for the two? Here I am sitting, reciting, I can hear my voice, and there I don't know who it was, where it was, and then to repeat it, double. Double, double. There is the trouble. so that's, And then you again repeat, so minimum is two cycles of Salat. Incredible package. You can't improve on it. So the third level, as Khalid Jahanam also described, is the rising of wisdom and insights and beginning of realization that causality Rationality, reasoning, humanity, all of them are essential, but insufficient. Our deen is based on rationality. Yeah. Treat the others as you treat yourself. Humanity. It is a first step towards oneness. You know, The essence of the self is a ruh, and the ruh is in every other heart. So, this is the foundation of it. You know, we all want goodness, but goodness that lasts, that is not subject to a specific place or time. So we all seek goodness that is forever. Then this is a good reference point for what you and I are doing. Imam Ali alayhi salam says, whatever you're doing, think of yourself, you may die in the middle of that action. Will you regret it or will you not? If you don't regret it, then you are at least not adding more and more clutter to your mind and to your biography. So the third stage is that of fine tuning, fine grooming. You have done your hijrah, you have done your jihad, you are doing both, constantly leaving behind that which is not conducive for your state of joyfulness, well-beingness, contentment, happiness. So wisdom takes you to the edge of the sublime state which is ever-present, which is Tawheed. Now there are, as you know, fashionably, no less than 30, 40, maybe even 50 terms that describes this state that you and I have occasional glimpses of. Other people say, no, they are in that state. And the word enlightenment is very fashionable now. Self-realization was another one which is still, I think, bandied about. And there are many, many other similar terms. This, I consider, this state is a conclusion. Any situation you enter into, you want to know the end of it. What is the conclusion? What happened at the end? Did you get your results? Did you pass? Did you win? Did you... Give me the conclusion. So it is, in a way, a completion of a circle or a cycle. Give me the conclusion. The conclusion is that I now know there is only a unity force that... The entire universe, known and unknown, is energized by it, and all the patterns and designs and cycles that we experience emanate from it and return to it, and this is also one little cycle in the multiverse of possibilities, but I must be genuine to where I belong. Charity begins at home, I must acknowledge my biological origin, my parenting, my culture you don't denounce it but you are not caught in it forever you know you you acknowledge your background but you are more and more as you grow older and wiser are caught by the desire obsessed by passionate about wanting to know the ever present origin allah so so this term of enlightenment, uh, ultimate discovery, awakening, whatever other name you like to use, is a natural conclusion. It's not a big deal. Nirvana is not a big deal. We all seek nirvana. We are all addicted to this. Addiction in its origin is for this, not for you know, substance abuse, or whatever, whatever. We are all have within our, if you like, subgenetic, or even maybe you discover the genes of it, is that there is this impulse of addiction. You know, what is it? So if you're not addicted to that, which is the absolute, the all-encompassing, you'll be addicted to a subsidiary thing. And until you realize that you were addicted to love itself, to unconditional delight. We don't want little pleasures, because we all know that there is often, the other side of the swing is displeasure. I want a joy that is unconditional, ever present, ever there. So the issue of enlightenment that we all seek, or we hope, or we think of, or desire, is a natural conclusion. It's not completion. Nirvana is not the end, it's the beginning. This is where so many people also, who have really given a lot of time and attention to this issue of the inner journey or or consciousness levels or layers or stages, have discovered that this conclusion is the beginning of completion. You have concluded there is only one. From the one comes the infinite multitude ever-changing, sustained by it, returning to it. Now what? This is again Mullah Sadra's journey to being with the multitudes, with dualities, but constantly supported, sustained in your inner delight of the ever-present light of unity. That is where all of this business of I and others will dissolve. It will not be resolved. It will dissolve. There's no other. Otherness is the necessary condition for my caring for my body. Because can you imagine if now supposing you do know that what you have is your soul. And your soul is not subject to space and time. And it will not die. And it's an eternal light. We use the word light here just as a metaphor. We don't know what it means. It is an original sacred light. And it will carry on forever. And this is who you are. Now can you imagine when your mother, when you were six months old, tickling you, you suddenly tell her, who you think you are? You know, I am a light forever. What are you doing to me, tickling my <laughs> Look, there'll be chaos in this chaotic state of our so-called real world. So you are shielded from this knowledge. So that ignorance is a necessary condition for survival. And it is a damning obstacle for arrival. (laughs) Simple. Early on, it is necessary for you to be in total ignorance. Otherwise, you will not pamper yourself. You will not run here and run there, and choose the job, and this, and the family, and the husband, and the house. This combination of colors don't go. Often, usually, there are quarrels when the house is nearly finished. When, you know, they first had, you know, they were difficulty. They were, it was 23-year-old, she's 12, years, whatever they married. But so they lived in some place, they rented, doesn't matter. I'll be with you, darling, anywhere, anytime, anyhow. But when they are in their forties, and he has managed to have his deals, you know that the curtains. You know, you know. I never like this flower pattern. <laughs> you do it on purpose to annoy me. There you know. <laughs> begin, uh, and of course the state agents are standing by, and the friendly lawyer is already there, poking his head <laughs> in the door, and there goes this civilized world we are living in. So. Awakening is a necessary condition for you to know that the eternal you, the real you, the source of you, the essence of you, whatever else you like to go is not definable, is sacred. It is for that reason humanity then will be real. Because you realize the same sacredness exists in other people's hearts. So it isn't this superficial thing for humanity's sake, for for my own sake. And the same thing that is in me is in the other. So where is then this otherness? It's an illusion that covering the perfect truth of oneness. And my main focus and hope for being with you these four days, is this issue. Is from now on, all of those preliminaries were just for you to see the necessity of plowing the field, the field of the nafs. (inaudible) Hayya (inaudible) ala al-falah. Falah is to succeed. (inaudible) Falah, which is an exaggerated version of (inaudible) falah, is a peasant. So you and I have to be in the field Also to plow ourselves. Go through your biography. Tear it all off. But don't reinvent yourself into another political personality. it's It's not worth it. It's boring. Just level the ground. Say your goodbyes. Apologize. Put yourself right. Be ready to die. Then you are beginning to be qualified to live. This is the point that I really want to start. And they were so kind here. Really, they are, I'm so impressed by the quality of these people. I always undermine the people who are close to me, as we all do. You know, we take our parents for granted, we take our friends for granted. This is such a wonderful, beautiful publication. I've become a book salesperson now, <laughs> you see. This is what I want to concentrate on from now on, to really show you that If you are awakened, if you are at the stage of the beginning of being enlightened, if you are truly beginning to taste Tawheed, you will first see perfection. Imam Ali says, I did not see anything unless I saw the light of Allah before it. And then I see the light of Allah within it, in the process of interaction. And then, I see the light of Allah after it's passed. So this is the purpose of this. First, see the perfection of the thing itself. It may be upsetting you. It may be not acceptable to you. It may be not, if you like, justice. It may be, it doesn't matter what it is. But first, catch a glimpse of that picture. Then revert back to your humanity. Is there anything you can do about it? If it is unjust, you have to try to put it right. You are not isolated. You are not abstract. You, are not, you have to a- accept your human presence also. But if you don't refine, define and refer to the divine presence, then the human presence becomes an opinion. And everybody have an opinion. And your opinion now also will be different from that, of an hour from now. It is for that reason that ignorant people, the majority of humanity, say, I don't change my mind. No, I never change my mind. What do you mean? Mind is supposed to be changed. Your ruh doesn't change. Your heart doesn't change. Your soul doesn't change. But your mind is supposed to change. You now know more things that you did before. I'm not going to do anything because there's no use doing anything. It's not going to work. So they want. No point of wasting energy, so you become efficient. Not out of punishment or out of, no, just, you know, it's, not, it's, no, use, you know. <laughs> it's no use. It's no use, The wrong time, wrong place. The fire is beginning to be raged. So you're going to hear, come here with a little fire extinguisher, it's not going to work, you will burn yourself. And... So the issue of completion is what matters most. Being in the field of dualities, being torn between this and that, and the good and the bad in between, and you oscillate. You know, the Hindus had a magnificent treatise on that. The field of Arjuna, the Bhagavad Gita. It is in a way that, you know, the voice of truth, Krishna is there, and this poor fellow, he sees his uncle is on this side, killing his cousin on the other side. What are you going to do? You cannot not do, you cannot not be involved, you cannot deny your presence. But more than that, refer to the essence. The more frequently you do that, initially it is ini mini, mini, Bismillah, please excuse me, I went in a mistake, we're going to astaghfirullah, So as you wipe out all of the mess you have created in the neuron complex systems, you neutralize it, and then you say, all right, let's me look at him. Imam Ali, alayhi salam, again, when the fellow spat on his face, he wouldn't end up his jihad. You know, He wouldn't end up the business that was just to to finish off You know, an enemy who was in, in every way, big culprit. He waited until his anger and his opinion and his value subsided and then, So it is the hand of truth, not the hand of humanity. So we are both, you have truth in you and if early on we develop falsehood. Later on hopefully we reduce all of our judgments, all of our wham all of our value systems, all of our survival mechanisms which are built in us. That is why there is the autonomic system. It's not up to you and I. If there is a fire that is touching your finger, you withdraw it, it's not conscious effort. You know, it is survival, you see. And the other thing that Dr. Adnan alluded to is this double take. You know, Before something has happened, there is something in you that knows it has happened. There is a transmission that is not measurable. You know, as you refer to these experiments where they were people, many, many large number of statistical tests where they were shown, yay or nay, light or darkness, whatever, and they are supposed to press a button to indicate it. But also they were wired in, so the neurons actually responded before the event happened, yeah? So, it's a complex situation. That is where you go into these three arms again of so-called metaphysics or the supernatural, forget these terms, you know? Getting back to this Big Bang issue, that the Furqan. From the oneness, from the absolute unity, comes this apparent unifying fields. Birds of the same feather fly together. The fields of love, we have similarities. We have much in common. The same culture, the same language, the same religion. In South Africa, there are about nine different categories of the people. They're all from India, they're Muslims. Very few people, half a million. But there is a major distinction of how the samosas are cooked. And they're all quite delicious if you have the stomach to take it. But uh, also really, I tell you, so there are, these are the fields of unifying people. So they, the other neighbors don't do the same thing as we do. I remember it myself also as, we were, as I was a kid in Karbala. There were about nine or ten different mahallas, and each mahalla had their own way of cooking you know, the different uh, marga, the different, uh, you know. Dishes of that goes with the rice. So, these are unavoidable. They're, as long as there is that original separation of the Big Bang, of the Furqan, of the reflectiveness, there are distinctions. So each one of us, every instant is different. It's wonderful. But in truth, it is the same. What do we want in truth? Why I say After nirvana comes the real work, or the real joy, or real life. And that is completion, it's not conclusion. The conclusion is that there is one. Any intelligent person knows it is one. Hay ibn Yaqvan, it's a wonderful story, which was repeated. Before it, in fact, it was also Ibn Sina's story. And then later on, it took many other forms until it became Robinson Crusoe or something. This young man who knew nothing other than the one. And there was none of this human, if you like, cleverness of judging or taking. And then the king called him back to come and help with the, with the people in, in the town that become, like any other issue, It's cyclical. Ibn Khaldun was absolutely right that it is maybe three, four, five generations. It is cyclical. They were living their deen, and they became too stodgy and religious, and the clergy began to yield their power, and they nearly killed it. Like what we also experience: separation between Muslims and Islam. If they meet, then there is light, and delight, and goodness, and falgans, and, and uh, rahmatan al-alamin. So he brings them to the town. You know, of course, the story. Why am I telling you all this? No. You don't know how. Then what you are? You are not alive. Yaqvan is awakened. You don't. Anyway, it's Ibn Tufail. Look it up. It's also. It actually, it's interesting. It was discovered more in Europe before it was discovered by the Arabs. It was more translated into European languages early on, from Andalusia. So this fellow is. He grew up in a little island with the little animals. They, you know. It's a, it's a longish story, but he goes back to the town, and the king tells him, "You have to reform this distorted religion of ours." They were Muslims, so he goes to the mosque and sees a lot of nonsense, a lot of preaching without it really transmittive, without it being real. So he dismisses every because the king had given him the authority. So the chief of Islam was dismissed here, and the other mullahs, and he, he leveled the whole field. After a few weeks, there was nobody coming to the mosque anywhere. So he says, people don't want this. They don't want to be awakened. They don't want the conclusion, let alone the final fusion. So he goes back to the king humbly, says, I'm so sorry, please return everything back. I am going back. <laughs> <laughs> you can't speed up things. You need to have your own revolution in you. But when it comes to the outer world, you have to accept evolution. People Love habits. Why do they love habits? Why do we love repetitiveness? You know, I take my coffee exactly 9.30. I think you've taken note of that. Yes. Why do we want that exact repetition? Don't you know I always do this? On Fridays, I every morning I do this. That. Why do we love habits? Because you love your soul. Your soul is your habit. It's perpetually there. You've taken it for granted. You've taken Allah for granted and His Rahmah for granted and His Hudur for granted. That's so that is why we need to shake up every now and then. That is why, even in the normal Sufi basics, is that don't stay in the same place more than three weeks. Make a change. You know, be disturbed. It's all right. So you appreciate, you begin. If you want to have a champion of this change, it's Abdurrahman Bundugad here. He doesn't stay in a place for more than a day. You know, if you find him missing in his bedroom, he's in a tent somewhere. You know, I tell you, they say the Vikings were a thousand years ago. I see him right now here. Honestly, it's true. He's He's incredible, indomitable. You know, if you want any help or reference in Zanzibar, just mention his name. I really mean that. Everybody knows him. I hope he hasn't left many debts behind, but (laughs) never mind. (laughs) He's taken them a lot of goats. So the most important business is completion. Completion is to be here, but not of here. To be in this world without denying any aspect of it, but not of this world. Your heart belongs to a zone that is indescribable which you can have access to when you disappear into your nothingness. Sound helps. Sights helps. Smell helps a lot. Whatever you can do to disappear, do it. Collectively, it's also exceptionally helpful. If you have to be with people who are like-minded, like-hearted. If they don't exist, you have to help to create them. Is that all right, it's a deal between us. No option. A mother is a biological, physiological, but this is far more important, mothering and fathering. Without being this obsessive, you know, I am the exclusive, no, be a mirror. You need to be with like-minded, like-hearted people. And I foresee this atomization in the world On this side of it, on this aspect of it, of gathering or being with people whom you love, will be more and more difficult. Everything is more and more being atomized. People's living places are going to be smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until everybody's living in their refrigerator. Really, (laughs) really, like a little hamster. You pick your head out and you're... But like everything else in life, it has also its good side. Previously, in an extended family, the authority was from one Rabbul Bayt. And often he was a wise person. Until very recently, even in the Gulf, the most honorable, generous, decent, reliable, just person was the head of the tribe. And everybody knew it. It was by consensus without sitting in a House of Parliament with numbers and everybody. See, that's why they're not used to it. You see, democracy in these places will be a mockery for a long time to come. They're not used to it. You see, they know the fellow is a liar, but now he is the top man. So you have to put up with it, so you lie. You see, that's it. Yes sir, no sir, and it's just a lie. And they do something else. That's why double standard, treble standard. Now, the upside of this issue, of atomization, is that every individual carries within their heart this amazing, incredible, magic, miracle of light, the nur of Allah. And everyone wants to have clearer, easier, constant access to it. That's called authority. You know, a hundred years ago, nobody questioned authority in the household or in the village or in the town or in the tribe. Nowadays, everybody is questioning it. It is a natural corollary to the atomization. So it will balance it out. Atomization is that the universe, which was apparently more based on a social system, a religious system, a village, mobility was limited, it is no longer. The corollary of it is that every individual wants to discover the truth in their heart. That is the upside of it. There cannot be any downside without an upside. So don't deny the other side. That is it again, seeing things as they are. This is the way of nature. You know, one thing leads to the other. You know, you and I take a step it will lead to some other zone, another horizon, which is also natural. And it may be destitution, but it's natural. (laughs) Part of that nature. Or it can be restitution. But you need to reflect upon it and see what happens. Then you find the true governor is Allah Azawajal. That is the ultimate, the first, and the last truth that gives our heart Contentment. He is the maker, he is the beginner, he is the ender. He is So now, in the meantime, there will be a cycle. 50 years, 100 years, 200 years. If you put it again in, in context, 14 billion years. So if Islam was announced 1,400 years ago, barely lived and transformed large number of people or the world. So, Another 1,000 years, 2,000 years? What is 10,000 years between friends? Really? You see, 10,000 years ago, who were we? What clothes did you have on? Where did we walk? It's very important to put things in perspective. It doesn't make you nihilistic or makes you also cynical. No, cynicism is avoiding the issue. This is confronting it, seeing it, going into it. You see? So... It is important for you always to accept, be in a situation you are in, reconcile with it, and then you move on to the wisdom, and you move on to the zone of light and delight, and absolute bliss, which is there, calling you. But if you are preoccupied because of your past habits, your past expectations, your culture, your fears, your religious whatever, then you are preoccupied. You're not giving attention to that which is calling you to it, by it, unto it. Especially if you are getting on in age. The age of 40 is a very important turning point, you see. And from there on, you need more and more of the inner and without denial of the outer without denial of the worldly side, but more and more glimpses of that which is subtler, greater, and more important. That brings me to the inner heart, the swing of life from sadness to gladness and vanishing childhood's playfulness. When hastiness is promoted to guilt, we have all been hasty sometime or another, and we regret it. When hastiness is promoted to guilt, regrets, or denials, and other forms of adult sickness, loneliness, and even bereftness, confusion, and common frustration. After hapless depression, the lucky one gives up all earthly concerns or hope, traveling on the magic beams of meditation to the unknown borderland where identities are lost. Today I don't have my badge, I noticed so. So Identities are lost. Along with all human possibilities, except death and a new, different light. The Quran talks about it as خلقٌ جديد, خلقٌ آخر. It's, a new, it's another state of consciousness, where sparks of grace from the inner heart shine bright, where there are no other possibilities except life within the inner heart, eternal joy, <coughs> and grace. So the glossary of the ask model of self-soul contains these terms, body, mind, outer senses, inner senses, heart, and about 30, 40-odd terms. All of you are aware of them. Usually, the heart implies an inner faculty. It is not the blood pump. It is a reflection of it or a parallel to it or a complementary to it. Because if the inner heart is in a good state, also the physical heart is energized and helped. So the heart is your inner faculty, which contains your ruh, As the ayah of Noor brilliantly demonstrates. Al misbahu fi zujaja. It is in a, in a zujaja. That zujaja has to be clear, that glass, that clear how, having no rancor, no anger, no hatred, no, no, clear. So that the light of your soul reflects upon yourself, reflects upon your senses, reflects upon your brain, which is the home and the foundation of mind. You know, most of these things that we talk about are brain events. You know, consciousness is rooted also in aspects of the brain. But there comes a point that we lose track of that subtle energy. That's all. So don't deny the physicalities, because they are all traces and proofs of the universal presence of that unifying force. They're only the more physical, discussable, discernible, Identifiable, and if you like, what subjects what allows itself to be subjected to the empirical types of measurements and repetitions. Everything is an aspect of quality and quantity. But the quality can become so subtle that you cannot even almost talk about it. And quantity can become so big that you can only say Allahu Akbar. Allah is greater than that. That's all what there is. So the inner heart is that part which is very important to keep in the best possible state of hygiene. Mother silence, sound is life's messenger on its way back to silence and eternal beingness. That is why in, in wisdom also it is said hold your tongue because you have all the possibilities by holding your tongue. Once you have said it, you have unlocked it. <laughs> so you cannot anymore retract it. You know, as you know, we all fall into this trap. You tell somebody, oh, how clumsy you are. Now then the poor girl has gone to the poor man or has gone into a frenzy. For weeks they are suffering. You come and tell them, I really didn't mean it. No use. It's damage done. <laughs> you did say it. I remember it was nine o'clock in the morning on Sunday and you said, I am clumsy, you know. My my mother didn't think I'm clumsy. (laughs) Silence, (laughs) sound is life's messenger on its way back to silence, an eternal beingness from where everything begins, you see. An expression of transition, that is what sound is. Needing acceptance and affirmation. It's an arrow, once you've spoken, you've thrown the arrow out, so. Meanwhile, truth continues to reside in the formless city, beyond and within sight, broadcasting its evidence by creation and destruction to all creation known and unknown, with and without sound. So has this beautiful expression, na kuja abad. Hussain, what does it mean? Na kuja abad. Abad. Na kuja abad. So main, if you like, emphasis, was that this is the destination we are looking for. It is the abode which is not definable, discernible, incomparable. Truth's language is beyond all limitations, as it is before, after, and within the universe. As for sound, its life ends by inception. The moment you are created, the moment you are dying. And a sentence is sentenced as it affects a temporary disruption. With mother silence smiling upon its countless creation. These are the models we need to bear in mind. These are the frameworks that we need to reflect upon as we want more insights and wisdom. The child's cry announces separation, yearning to return to the original formlessness, at home everywhere, at one with the original oneness, cradled with mother silence. So please forgive me if I really prefer silence to speech. (laughs) All in one. Carry on, you are never alone. Truth is one, all one. As you all know, the root of alone is all one. Roses climb the stone wall. You have quite a lot of them around here also. Memories drift along, whisper through the breakfast chimney, a past that wafted past. The warmth of the morning sun drives us on, past to the future, with little present. I say little present because it is so fast moves that it is beyond time, and yet it is eternal. So that is why if you can't enter into the absolute silence, you have not tasted eternity in the moment. And if you have tasted that, then you have encompassed Both extremes. Being in time and being beyond time. Both are there in your heart. Past to future with little present. A lot of actions with uncertain intentions. This is the tragedy of human beings. That's why Sayyidina Abu hassan al Shahari says, make your actions like the salt and your intention like the flower. A lot of intention, a lot of importance to intention, very little action. Himma, a lot of inner goodwill. You will be amazed how it will perpetuate itself. Try it and see, more and more of good intention, more and more of inner well-beingness, less and less of outer, if you like, screaming, shouting, talking, and biography. Alone with the one light, free from shadow, the essence of life, containing ever possible creations, every, every present, all one. So I am now at the edge of asking you to please look up this book called Towards Perfection. You will help me and help yourself. Because I intend tomorrow to spend most of the time going through these brilliantly. Abbas, you are a genius. 99 pages is made. I don't know how that <laughs> Ninety-nine. Was there any effort in that? <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Had I known better, I would have entered into another state of <laughs> distracted worship. So please look up at this whenever you have time today. And tomorrow I like to take you through it very rapidly at such a speed that you will realize it was already in you. The purpose, as I said earlier, of my wanting to be with you and share what is not mine, but what I know, and perhaps the only thing I know, is that there is only truth, and that truth is ever perfect, permeates known and unknown, seen and unseen, and it is beyond the limitation of time and space. And that quality is already there in you. Nobody can give it to you. Nobody can take it from you. You are actually possessed by it. You are obsessed by it. That is why if you have the yearning and the passion for it, then it will come to you. Because the road to it is not a road. The map to it does not exist. It already is there. But you and I have to go through this convoluted biographical things of pretending I've done this, I've done that, I've sacrificed so much, don't you see what I've done? I've turned away, I've done my prayers, night vigils, days in, days out, nights staying up, khalwa, all of these. It's an excuse to shut up the nafs. To say, all right, you silly little shadow, you've played your games and you've done your dance. Now let us hear... The soundless music. So this is what I hope we can do. So that you leave without leaving, then you at least have a map. Whether you drive along it or you don't, this is your issue. Nobody can help you. That is what the angels objected to when the Adamic consciousness became evident. They said this entity, this being, can choose. And it can cause havoc. Uh, we don't. We have no choice. We are totally programmed. And then the additional, if you like, apparent addition to it said, but Adam al-Asma. You know, I know, he knows, she knows, that we love these attributes. We are already conjoined to these attributes. Al-awwal al-baqi al al al-qawi al al ghani we all want that we all want wealth we all want eternity we all want al wasia we all want bigger numbers that's why we invented this amazing thing called zero and now it's a blip in a computer you know 5 600 years ago they, your wealth was a number of jars of olive oil or whatever you had or dates or, now what is your wealth it's a blip in some computer unknown where you know add more zeros to his things So al-ghani, we all love these things. Why? Because we love absolute security, absolute certainty. That is the quality of the soul in your heart, not your nafs, not your biography, not the so-called you. But if the so-called you yields to that, then there is a real you And that is called authentic being. So inshallah we will recognise that zone that has always been there and that but we were a bit in that distraction or if you like deviation or whatever, which is necessary, you know. Suffering is essential to accepting joyfully the blissful offering, they they can never be separate. So accept your difficulties, your past all, reconcile with it, and be present now, you will begin to taste a joy that will suffice in every way. Thank you so much. have a short time now for Q&A um, and then I'll just tell you how to get this book. So are there any cues or are <laughs> you all already with there? With the two conclusions that you told, the conclusion and the completion, um, the adab of, conclu- of completion is actually what you just said. All right. Conclusion means we all want to know what is at the end. You take a job, you go to a course, you enter into a marriage or whatever, you want to know what is the completion of that process that you have entered. Whether it is a relationship, whether it is a journey or whether it is, whatever it is, you want to know what is the final outcome so conclusion is essential in that I said this is the beginning of a new phase, meaning you have now concluded that the so-called you is only there to recognize reality. Kuntu Kenzen Fahbabtu and complete? This is a beautiful metaphor. It is supposedly a hadith Qudsi. It's that I was a hidden treasure, bliss beyond limit, not just a garden, supra garden, and I wanted to be known. Allah has no wants, has no desires. It's a metaphor. Therefore, I created. That is the Big Bang. That is the Furqan. That is the split where light and consciousness resonate. So, conclusion is that you have now concluded that there's only Allah. So, what is the problem? You have <coughs> issues, you have tissues, you have... You're dying, so what's, they've all died, of so what's, Do you think you'll ever stay forever? There is something in you that is forever. That is the completion. The conclusion is the so-called you doesn't exist. The real you is eternal. Now we enter into the zone of completion of the story. Now it is fruition. Now you are a human being. Humanity and divinity connected. You know, And if they don't exist, we will invent it. Because we want to make sure, we want to experience, we want to have evidence of humanity and divinity inseparable. For four or five thousand years, we created or we helped to put together such, if you like, movements. What is the pharaonic movement of these 30 dynasties? It's that. We wanted to visualize, imagine, or have the mythology of a being who is God on Earth. There is only God on earth. That is the advantage of, if you like, the foundation of our deen, la ilaha illallah. There is only God. This isn't I and God. I want more of God or less of God. So conclusion and completion go together. Conclusion is there is none other than the one. Now you come and look at the creation, look at your life, look at everything else. This is now completion. Now you are a semi-healthy human being with least damage to others and to yourself. That is why early on, you need all the grooming. Hopefully you are in a reasonable environment. Later on, you begin to be with people who are like-minded, like-hearted. People who have accomplished the conclusion that in truth, I was told before, there is none other than one. But now we don't whether you say it or you don't say it. I know it is, there's none other than that. So don't waste your time. Don't waste your breath. I don't want to enter into weeks or months of theological discourse. Whether resurrection is by body or soul or both or whether. whether there has been probably no less than seven, eight, 900 discourses and books on Mi'raj, whether it was only by body. Or, when you are in another zone where energy and matter are totally, utterly connected, then you don't talk about body and spirit. They are connected. They are in another zone. So it was real. It was in every aspect real. So from that conclusion, you enter into a zone of completion. And then you see everything has an outer perfection, has an inner perfection, and you can involve in it in a manner that you can also maintain your presence in this body, in this temporary exile, in this, if you like, prison. But now you know who is the prison warden. (laughs) Previously, we are resenting it. You know, the the seeker says, oh, God, take me away from this world. This is childishness. This is lack of knowledge. But once you know that the prison and the prison warden and everything is by perfection upon perfection upon perfection, so what is your objection? So that is completion. It cannot come fully without conclusion. But also bear in mind we catch glimpses of this as we go on. It is not a hard and fast physical step you can't say, now I've got, no. There are many people in the very early stages in life have glimpses of the absolute truth. And there are many terms for it, including in the Sufi language, as sa'at, as thunderbolt, as this and that. You know, you have, if you look at the account of the so-called realized person, everybody's a realized person. But most people don't know it. They say, oh, I was there and that under the tree, and then suddenly a whiff came and I had this amazing Epiphany. Please avoid such people. You know, usually people talk about Epiphany, they want also material spirituality, they want to have one upmanship. How many epiphanies did you have? <laughs> Not, really. Really, i I often get saddened when somebody who is a wonderful being, they come and tell me, they said, Everybody tells me about their epiphanies. I haven't had one. <laughs> so, so I'm going to manufacture some epiphany. You know, Please have six epiphanies and three of them. So this happens before. People do have glimpses of conclusion and glimpses of completion. But we are talking about station, not a little glimpse. Station is steady. Thank you. Brilliant question. your voice. But please don't ask her to repeat it, poor girl. You know, don't don't do the same thing. <laughs> Only once. Record it once. And <laughs> well, uh,
1: thank my you goodness, you.
0: written very very long. Uh, thank you, Sheikha, for an inspiring speech. And my question is: uh, I understand. Uh, hopefully, we could understand conclusion. And hopefully. We have the gift to, get, to reach comprehension. But once we reach comprehension, what then? What happens then? I mean, the aim of creativity. I'll tell you when I know you have entered it. Otherwise, like somebody who is asleep, ask me, how is the wakeful state? I have to first wake you up. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And then you no, wonder. No. no, no, uh, no, then. no, 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 please. Uh, uh. <laughs> I like okay. that objection. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, please repeat the no again. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> All right. She is right. I am giving you a map. I can give you a map. I can't drive you. Yeah. The map is not the terrain nor is it the experience of driving along. The map is only an indicator of that topography, that it is perfection upon perfection upon perfection, not as we now experience the situation before the map, which is survival, resentment, acceptance, rejection, repulsion. That is the difference. So, I'm giving you a map that you need to reflect upon, and you will discover, I assure you, Mm. you will discover the map and the destination was already there in you. Yes. (laughs) She said yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think we should stop there. Because after 11 knows, he ended up with yes So I think, please don't. <laughs> but, no, but there is a butler, but there. Let's see. after <laughs> I discover the self and in, in me. You transcend the self. The self will lead I you trans- to your soul. Yes, and once I reach the soul. Yes, there is, that's it. <laughs> that is not subject to space and time, that is the origin and the so-called end and in between. And then you come back to creation and you find it all understandable. How else could she respond other than screaming? How else she could she do other than threatening? How else could they do other than? if they, Survival, survival is primal. So everybody has to have that basic survival. Once you have done survival, once you've got your, then what? <clears throat> then it ends up the waste you are experiencing worldwide. Mm. So much waste because they have not moved into arrival. They have not moved into a passion for inner joy. Yes. That is why you find beautiful places. Mm. The outer is so beautiful and everything. But you know it is sad. It is saddening mm. because it has all the paraphernalia of a promise. But it cannot deliver. Yeah. So that what happens is that you have delivered into all aspects of outer knowledges and the constant realization of the inner, timeless, eternal beingness and security. Thank you. Please say yes before you go. Uh, Just yes. say Yes. yes. <laughs> This is a special agreement between us. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.